Oh, yes, indeed, yes, indeed. What's going on there, everybody? Happy Sunday to you. This is Sunday Spirituality here at Mixture of Variety, where we put the odd in podcasts. Big shouts to Nikki P, my other half, who does the show with me. You guys should know by now. But if you don't, I go by the name of Patient Zero. And this is, this is, this is Mixture of Variety. Give it up one time. Give it up one time. Thank you, studio audience. Thank you, studio audience. I love that the studio audience is here on Sunday, too, because it's a lot more relaxed, laid-back show than what we normally do during the week. And I feel like it's a perfect opportunity to... Rest, relax, and rejuvenate. Right? Right. So mixture of ideas and a variety of topics, it equals mixture of variety. And we are here Monday. I got the solo show, Manic Monday. Make sure you don't miss that. That is on Podbean. We are back on Podbean, ladies and gentlemen. The live show starts at 9 p.m. Eastern, Mondays. Wednesdays, Nikki P. joins me, and we have our live show on Podbean as well. Friday, of course, is our YouTube show. Make sure to check us out on YouTube. You can go to youtube.com slash the letter C slash Mixture of Variety Podcast, or you can just go to YouTube and type in Mixture of Variety Podcast, or even Mixture of Variety if you're lazy, and our channel will pop right up. And you can see that we are now up to season two, episode 15. So you can check out any of those episodes and all of season one and get familiar with the show. Saturday, we switch it up a little bit and we do Savage Saturday and it's a Bego live streaming. So if you don't have Bego, make sure you get that. You can catch us there as well. But you have to follow us on IG first to find out what time because the time varies. The Bego name to find us is at Indamix, I-N-D-A-M-I-X. And our IG, of course, if you're not following us already, make sure you do. It's at Mixture of Variety, the name of the show, at Mixture of Variety. Now, Sunday, obviously, Sunday Spirituality. Here we are. What a show we have for you today. We have a special guest with us. And she is the most important, most wonderful, amazing human being that I know. And I am related to her. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for my mom, GD is in the house. Hey. How's it going there? Good. This is exciting. Yes, yes, yes. You know, you are one of my biggest supporters on here. So I'm happy that you are able to come on the show. And this is actually a perfect opportunity and a perfect show to do so because um, we, you know, we talk about a lot of spiritual stuff, me and you. And you know, we're going to get right to it. Um, we really talk about anything spiritual, and it's a beautiful thing, and it's a beautiful 
like I said, it's a beautiful way to start the week, but it's a, it's just a beautiful topic for everybody, you know, because even if you are not interested in spirituality, by the time you listen to this show and by the time the show is over, you will have some interest in it um, because we are all connected by it and we have a lot to say. So what we are first going to say is obviously we hope everybody had a, thanks a good Thanksgiving and hopefully everybody had a peaceful and, you know, uh, dinner full of family, food, maybe friends, maybe faith, and all the above. But made sure that you kept a mindful of gratitude the whole time because that's really what it is about. I know a lot of people want to try to diminish that, ho that holiday for several reasons, but it's more than just what happened, you know, hundreds of years ago pilgrims and Indians and all that. It's about family, giving thanks and being with one each other with one each one another. And that's why for the most part, people like that, that holiday as much as I do. So we have a lot to be grat to have. We have a lot to be grateful for. Sorry. We have a lot to be grateful for. And just some of the things that popped into my head in the last week is Last week, my apartment was involved in a fire. Uh, it was actually the apartment next door, right next to it. But it was there, and it suffered a lot of smoke damage, and everybody was displaced, and it was a chaotic scene. But I'm definitely thankful that I have a place to stay, and I have family that love me and support me and will obviously be there for me no matter what, and will bend over backwards and which is one of the reasons why I'm doing it at an undisclosed location, but I'm also in my mom's house. That was a big one, right? Tremendous, because not only do we start with the, maybe you were in the shower, maybe you were sleeping, maybe you were under headphones and you wouldn't have heard the warnings to get out. Um, it could have been a lot worse. We could have been going to your apartment and being handed the box of leftovers with nothing left of you, you know? So the fact that you got out safely, the fact that majority of what you have is either replaceable or fixable, um, and that we get to see you on a mm -hmm. daily basis until it's, until it's ready, I'm thrilled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm grateful. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is... Uh, I don't even look at it as... an inconvenience you know what i mean it's just it is what it is and everybody as far as my family and as far as myself we kind of we all dusted ourselves off pretty quickly and it was never like you know me playing the victim or 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 being you know really sad depressed or like beating myself up or how can this happen you know that that type of thing it was like okay this happened i have a place to go my family loves me and you know we're all in this together and we're all gonna you know, get through this together, no matter how, how long it takes. Um, and then obviously we have a lot to, you know, where me and my mom go when we start thinking about things like this is because we're both spiritual people is why did this have to happen? What was the reasoning behind this? And a lot of times it's very difficult to see that with the human eye, because we are all humans, even though we are spiritual beings living a human experience, we are human beings. And when we look at things and we try to figure it out. We always want to figure it out. You know, why did this have to happen? Why did this have to happen? Well, you know, sometimes, sometimes you never know. You never know. Sometimes you will never know. 
Sometimes you'll never know. Sometimes it'll be 40 years later, you know? Yes. It might it might not have been 100%. It might have had nothing to do with me. Right. And it was just like, well, I know this person's going to be okay. But this person, the one that really got involved in a fire, had to go through A, B, and C and, and you know, you deal with it. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, yeah, that, that was huge. Um, it feels like it happened a month ago. <laughs> and it happened like five days ago, five nights ago. Um, yeah. Like you said, I mean, what is, Rita and I were right, you know, right there. Yeah. You know, Angelo, your brother, everybody went the next day, right there, took care of what we needed to take care of for you. You're safe, you're good, okay, let's eat. Yes. <laughs> right. That's really how it was. And it was just, you know, uh, in, instead of another way, uh, like uh, having another point of view is um, why did this have to happen around the holidays? And for us, it was more like, this is perfect because we are so thankful already. And now we have even more gratitude to express around the dinner table while we're having Thanksgiving, you know, because it just shows that that's our family unit and stuff. And it makes me, it makes me extremely happy to know that that is still a thing. Um, and that brings me to the, my next point because that might not have always been a thing. And I actually said the other day, or I believe it was even yesterday when I said something about our family unit is like gorilla glue. Gorilla Glue, once you put it together, it's unbreakable. Um, and there was times a, a few years ago and several years ago where that glue was starting to crumble and fall apart and needed a new coat for sure. Um, so when I say I'm thankful for everything that happened um, and where I'm at and my family unit is so strong, that means even more to me because my family unit has been through so much with my sobriety, with my relapsing and with my, you know, years and years and years of addiction. And obviously that's one of the topics that we talk about on Mixture of Variety. But the reason why I bring it up now specifically is because, ladies and gentlemen, today, today is 32 months clean thank you thank you studio audience yes thank you studio audience is very happy about that yeah it's it's amazing and i never take it for granted um it's not something that i get used to um as far as feeling like it's just another day uh every single day um it's in my face and every day when it, especially when it comes down to some type of anniversary i like to celebrate every month uh just to remind myself how far I've come because 30, every month that goes by, I really just am mind blown as far as um, how much time I have, because this is by far the longest that I've been sober, clean and sober. And it just makes me want to go further. And it just wants me to keep going and going and going and never stop. And it is one day at a time and it just feels really good. Um, so yes, mom, would you like to add a couple words? Huh? Well, I was going to say on top of the fact that, you have the mindset and the desire because it had to come from you. It couldn't have come from any place else. You attacked other things that were antagonists, mental health and stuff like that. But you also put spirituality into your life in a way you never did before. And part of it, I think the beginning of it was triggered by sobriety and, and uh, an addiction because your meetings right away presented something to you that was foreign to you. It was something you never wanted to accept. 
something you never wanted to even acknowledge. You considered yourself an agnostic or atheist or, you know, because you didn't feel it. And here you're now suddenly trying to become sober and everybody's talking about a higher power and God. And it could have, start, it could have started out as like, mm, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. It could have gone that way. But you not only took it past that, you know, but you brought it to a different level. You know, you don't even necessarily even consider it as, I mean, you can consider it anything you want, but higher power could be a general broad frame term for somebody who might not know how else to identify with it. People would say source or spirit, and I hear you more so say God. You mm-hmm. know? So that brings it, I think, to even a deeper level. Um, it's And again, you can pull whatever you want so long as that connection was there, but I think it was a combination of things that brought you to where you are today. You couldn't have done just one route. You mm-hmm. done long ago that it's all it's all intertwined and you took each step that you needed to take and followed that path along. You didn't stop half fast because the times you stopped half fast over here, then this took over. You stop half fast over here, then that takes over. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. In a sense it's um you have to do what's best for you, what works for you. You have to do, you know, whatever direction you feel most comfortable with. And sometimes religion, no matter what religion that is, sometimes that's not the route. Uh, sometimes it is the route. Some people absolutely love their religion and are extremely happy with religion and the direction and faith that it's given them in their life. And that's just what it is. What I've learned in Recovery is the spirituality aspect of it. And the first time I ever differentiated the two, religion and spirituality. Um, I say it often on the show, but when I was about, you know, 14, 15 years old, by that time, I was already introduced three different religions at that time. And I was really like, what is going on? I'm not sure what's happening. I don't know why this is. And I just felt very confused. Um to say the least, right? Very confused. Yeah, <laughs> right. And I think that's made me even more confused. Exactly. Even I seeing like... I didn't have a strong right. take on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, exactly. So, regardless of how that happened, it had to work out just the way it had to work out. And for me to, you know, start getting into drugs and alcohol at 16 years old and really being... I would say agnostic slash atheist. Um, And the only reason why I even say agnostic is because the only time you'd hear God come out of my mouth is when I was in a really, really, really difficult situation where it was just like, you know, am I going to die or what's going to happen or what's going to, you know, do I need to go to the hospital, whatever it is, please, God, please help me, please. You know, that's it's called the foxhole prayers in recovery where you specifically say um, you ask for God when it's when it's for situations like that only. But then the rest of your life or the rest of the year, you know, you just ignore God. Um, also, I've noticed that there was a lot of people that were scared of the word God in in um, recovery, for sure. You know, even just seeing it in the 12 steps, it kind of turned people away. And that is just a confusion that I can't even, like, explain Uh, because the people are really against religion or they, you know, they want nothing to do with it, but then people are telling them they have to have a higher power. And then once again, to differentiate the two, it's very, it's just a hard place to be in. You're like between a rock and a hard place, but I feel 
in my opinion, and what I've seen over the years of rehab, outpatient, and and um, a halfway house is that when people have nothing else, like no other direction to go, um, and it is sometimes purely out of desperation, that's when this whole road opens for them, a whole new door opens for them, and they are in a different mindset. And how frightening you must think it could be too, because if you're in the world of addiction, it's certainly not a godlike world. It's a dark world, it's a devil world, it's an evil world. And you're asking people to come on out into the light and to look at the sun and to, and, and you know, it's like, oh, yeah. You know, so even mm-hmm. that whole concept of doing anything different than what I'm doing now, not realizing the darkness that you're in, you're being asked to come out into the light. Mm-hmm. How could that not be met with resistance? Absolutely. Yeah. And it does take a while. And sometimes it, you know, uh, rehab will help with that because you have about a month, maybe two months, maybe three months to create some type of uh, normalcy to it, you know, and you're going along with what you feel is best and maybe you have a change of thinking and a lot of the counselors or, or whoever will actually help you in that sense because they'll say, just give it a try and then see what happens. And then when you start seeing that light and when you open that door and a little bit of light comes in, you start to enjoy it and you start to, you know, definitely not take it for granted and then you just continue on your journey and where that journey can take us is, you know, it, it really just depends, but it can be, it can be a pretty wonderful place. But you don't have, and you don't have to call it Jesus and you don't have to call it Buddha and you don't have to call it anything. Yep. So that I think is a big thing. We were talking about as a child, I was only, it was only Catholic Italians. Mm-hmm. That's all I ever knew. You were either Catholic or when we go to school, we meet, the Jews. <laughs> and yeah. occasionally there was somebody who was something that was either a Presbyterian, Methodist, nobody ever knew what that was, but we knew it wasn't Catholic. You know, mm-hmm. and that's all that we knew. The Jews had, were different people with different things, and, and the Catholic Italians is what you knew. There was no such thing as spirituality. It was mm-hmm. your religion identified you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, your ethnic did too, except for the Jewish people. They always, you'd ask them what they were, they would always say Jewish, regardless of whether they were Russian or Polish or, mm-hmm. or anything, they would only identify through their religion. So there was no such thing as the spiritual. The, we would say the person who went to church every Sunday was religious, mm-hmm. not spiritual. Mm-hmm. Or the person who would light candles to a saint to pray for something was religious. Mm-hmm. And then in the 60s, like we were saying, the Beatles start meeting with the yogi and, and, and all of a sudden with this stuff called meditation and all of a sudden you're hearing the word spiritual. You know, yoga was part of it, meditation was part of it and spiritual, it, it, it was alluring because it mm. was, you were seeing people who were being brought to a level of enhancement, a level of, of next level connection where you never really saw it with religion. You know, mm-hmm. people who are religious. And, you know, I searched my life looking for a religion that was going to stick. Born Catholic. And I was like, yeah, okay, I do believe some of the things, but the church and the punishment and the, and the this and the that, I don't know. It's, so then I become Jewish, Orthodox Jewish. 
I never wanted to be, but when it, it went through those steps, never felt right. That was always obligation and, and, and ex expectation and doing because you have to, again, because you're afraid something will happen if you don't. Then I switch again, convert to Mormon, Mormonism, which I had even less connection or feeling. Mm -hmm. The only common ground was that they acknowledged Christ or, you know, so there was some familiarity, but nothing that connected to that too. And I'm bouncing from religion to religion, trying to find what was in me the whole time, which didn't need to be labeled, which didn't need to right. have a path chosen, but it took me like years, years to get to that point to say, my God, I can just feel God. I can just feel, you know, the times that I was on my knees, in desperation, praying for you and, and for things that were happening and, mm -hmm. and feeling, uh, feeling the presence of God and knowing that I was being heard. That was spiritual. Mm -hmm. Never before did I even understand that right. difference, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh I mean that's a journey. That's definitely a journey. That is that's really something. Um I mean, I know that I didn't feel like I ever connected to religion. Um and I never I always felt like religion was just, you know, you follow these rules, you follow these laws or really bad things are going to happen to you and not only in this life but the next life. So the entire your entire life you're supposed to live in fear. That's basically what that means. Um, I wasn't down for that. I wasn't interested in that. I wanted nothing to do with that. And then on top of that, being a gay male, as we've talked before, being a gay male, religion makes you, if nothing else, for something that you can't choose, for something that you were born with, for something that who you are as a, as a person, as a human being, you are instantly labeled like a satanic, worthless creature, and you are beneath everybody else, right? So that messes up with people. You know, that messes people's heads up really bad um, when all they want to do right. is pray. And the people that are, you know, not like me, let's say, that I just say like, okay, well, you know, F that. I'm not worried about that. Um, what about the people that really went to church, you know, three times a week when they were since they were five years old and that's all they know? And that's all their connection is, and that's all they want to reach out to. And they're praying, and they're nonstop every single day praying for take my sins away, take my sins away, take my sins away for just being gay. And now God doesn't love you anymore. Exactly. That can really twist people up and mess people up really badly. And and I feel like for those people, you know, me included, but we we just take a different journey. And I think a lot of those, you know, a lot of gay people are more spiritual for that reason. I know it's a lot, you know, different now, thank God, than it was 20 years ago, like when I came out of the closet. But I'm just saying, like, it never was easy. And there's still definitely some, you know, um, religions that will definitely say absolutely no. I mean, look at the Middle East. There's there's places in, you know, Pakistan, Iran and stuff like that. They'll cut your hand off. <laughs> you know what I mean? If, you, if they find out you're gay, you know, so obviously it could be a lot worse. But but for me, I never had that connection. I never felt, you know, um, connected to any of it or any other religion. And I would, I would go out and search, you know, try to do some research with other religions. And what I like to do is like, I'll take a little bit from here, take a little bit from here, the parts that I like, I'll take a little bit from here, a little bit from here, because what I like hearing, you're using my language. If you talk, if you talk about enlightenment, Ooh, I like that word higher vibration. Ooh. Okay. 
now you're talking my language, you know, and like those are type of that that's type of vocabulary you don't hear in religion for the most part. Absolutely not. And when and if you think of everything as being energy and angels and spirit guides and spirit and source is of a way greater frequency and vibrational energy than we are. So if we are so much opposite with negativity, with addiction, with uh, murder, with, you know, lies and, you know, doing everything that's completely opposite. We're going into like negative levels of, yes. of yeah. vibration, mm -hmm. you know, and then not saying we all have to be sitting on a pinnacle and going into a heavy duty trance of meditation, but prayer and kindness and giving and gratitude and things that are chakra exploding and energy lifting brings us to that next level of vibration and closer to an angel source. It's more, it's easier for us to acknowledge angels and spirit guides if we raise our vibration because theirs aren't that far from us. Mm -hmm. We couldn't get quite to God, mm -hmm. uh, you know, by doing a little meditation a couple of times, but we can, you know, continue to do that not only for ourselves, but as they say, for the collective. So if you're, you're feeling that way and doing that, and I'm doing that, and somebody else walks into the room, that's going to be felt already. That's going to be positiveness just spreading out. And, and the, you know, the more we talk about it, the more you bring it to someone's attention, the more you introduce it to someone who had no idea of it, we're elevating their energies too, because if we are all connected. And if you have more that's dragging down, the world's got to work harder mm. to pull that up. Mm -hmm. You know, and spiritualness feelings come from within. And like we talked about when my mother died, my mother was not a religious person. She would go to church once a year because she had to, you know, never was really what I would call religious, spiritual or anything else. And then my father died and all she did was hate God. So there was nothing, nothing there. And then when she became ill and the charismatic church was the way that we just felt let's go it's it's not going to be bringing us to a religious thing we're not we're not going to connect we're not going to feel anything this was a little different twist this was healing this was prayer this was community so we started to go to those and she was taken over by the spirit they used to say taken by the spirit taken by the holy spirit and that one particular day that i'll never ever forget when we went to the the, the healer my 86 year old grandmother came along with a little bum knee and my mother's dying of cancer and we come into this place and we're being prayed over and the spirit and you're feeling the energy of the holy spirit and people are talking in tongue and it was confusing and it was scary but it was enlightening intriguing and then all of a sudden my grandmother starts running up and down feeling intense heat in her knee saying that she's been healed her knees is unbelievable She's, she's climbing up and down. So she came in with the cane. We carried the cane back. Mm. She's jumping up and down curbs, getting in and out of the car to show us. And I'm sitting there going, excuse me, God. Did yeah. we not come here to get my mother cured from cancer? Grandma right. at 86, can't have a little pain in her knee? Mm -hmm. And when I mentioned that to my mother, she said, did you see the look on her face mm. when she felt that healing? Mm. And then I knew at that moment that my mother's healing was she received God that way. Mm -hmm. And when she died, very spiritual kind of way, the Monsignor of the church who came to pray with her 
said to me, I haven't seen a, a, such a, a spiritual death in a long time. Wow. And she needed that. And again, you know, every triple, triple, you know, trickle, trickle, didn't get healed. We didn't get what we wanted, wanted her to get better. But we were able to experience that she died in a spiritual way that made us know that she was going to be with God. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just wow. so many things, you know. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's really beautiful. And, you know, a little side note, your mom was an angel on this earth, and that's why she had to leave when she did. Yeah. You know, I mean, really, yeah. she was It's just they, like they always say that the good die young and stuff like that. She was definitely put here for a time to give birth to you and my aunt. And that was, you know, her job and loving your, you know, your dad, my grandpa. And she is my guardian angel. I know that for sure. A hundred percent. I felt that energy connection for a very long time. Very long time. And it is a beautiful thing. Um, what I want to say in closing is that, first of all, thank you, Mom, so much for doing this. You know, we can do a part two anytime. You know where I live. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, everybody, if you just, you just have to find your own path. You have to find your own way. I'm not saying that it's going to be easy. But whatever you connect with, wherever you feel like, you know, it, you're supposed to be there, trust your intuition on everything. Trust your intuition in life, period. But trust your intuition. If you feel comfortable for a certain religion, cool. If you feel a certain, you know, spirituality or different way of life or a different way of doing things, you don't have to just, you know, you don't have to um, go along with the crowd. Just do you and feel it out and see what is best for you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm glad and hope that you enjoyed that episode of Sunday Spirituality. This is Mixture of Variety. Once again, big shouts to my other half, Nikki P. And make sure to check us out tomorrow on Podbean, 9 p.m. Eastern.